0: What's up, millionaires, especially for all of you out there that have been exploring the endless opportunities of starting your own podcast. I think it's only right I tell you about Anchor because I use Anchor to host my own podcast, The Million Dollar Mind. And not just because it's free, like all hosting platforms should be. But Anchor offers unlimited space for content, free distribution on major platforms like your Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Free mobile and desktop recording tools. And the best part is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. To learn more about Anchor, be sure to visit anchor.fm or follow the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 99 on Courageous Leaps of Faith. What's up millionaires? I just had an exciting, super, jam-packed episode with my good friend Cedric Doxy which I'm getting ready to bring to you guys in just a moment I just wanted to set some expectations for what you're about to get out of today's episode now said is a d1 athlete well former d1 athlete experienced in negotiation in a real estate investor and is a mortgage broker as well and what said did similar to what I did was we right after you know school we pretty much moved across state lines with very to little of our support system with us and really got things and made things happen so I want I wanted to get said on the show to just share a little bit of his story and his experience and how more of us can utilize that life hack of moving away from home to initiate massive success. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks, and this is your guide to accumulating abundance in your life. The only place, in fact, for tips and tricks on identifying your passions while attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. Now, here, man, I'm I'm super excited to have this this conversation uh, with my good friend. Uh, uh, Cedric Doxey, who, you know, did a little further introduction of himself. He's going to do a little bit more of an introduction of himself. But just so you guys know, man, Cedric has experience in real estate sales, real estate investing. Um, Also, as he mentioned, he is a mortgage lender, former D1 athlete. And on top of everything else, he is a master student, a great leader. And of course, my good friend, as I mentioned before, but said, I want to pass the mic over to you to let you do a further introduction to our millionaires out there who are listening.
1: Okay. Um guys my once again my name is Cedric Doxy, um former athlete, I, I played football at the University of Illinois. Um formerly out of out of Chicago, man. So I you know, I grew up um you know in a in a place where you know, it's a big city, but you know you got to be ambitious to make it out and um you know, I definitely I've gotten into the real estate field. Um, but, you know, I I recently transitioned to Atlanta, Georgia in November. So that's, that's something that we're going to be touching on, uh, here, you know, on the, on the show. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I got a few gems that I can definitely pass along to you guys about myself. Um, but I want to ask you, what do you want to touch on
0: first? Okay. Yeah, man. Great question. And, you know, I'm glad to have you on the show as well. So let's start right there. You know, you just mentioned that you moved to uh, Atlanta um, last November. So, you know, let's talk about the opportunity. Like what brought what was the opportunity that brought you to come to this decision to, you know, just up and move from Illinois to Atlanta? Um, So the opportunity, man, was
1: to get into real estate It's something that um, I was planning on doing for a long time. You know, I was actually I was working at enterprise for, for for a little while, and you know, to be honest with you, I, I just I didn't really have any end goal or purpose in that. Um, so I was, you know, looking into real estate investing, and um, you know, believe it or not, it's just it, it's, it's kind of like an act of God, man. I, I ran into a guy by the name of um, Ty, and I know you know a little bit about it at Drive Assets. They had an opportunity for me, so I literally, man, I just decided that you know within I think I was already planning maybe three, four months in advance to move to Atlanta. Um, so I was looking around for, you know, opportunities in the real estate industry and I ended up running into the tie and, and Ryan and pretty much, man, they had an opportunity uh, for me at their, you know, real estate investment company. So I literally just packed everything up, man. Uh, Me and my girl Mm -hmm. drove, we drove, you know, two cars down here. Um, by no means you know was it an easy transition it was
2: rough
1: I kid you not man we uh I think we drove about five and a half hours, stopped at my brother's house in Tennessee, Nashville, and uh got up the next day and you know got on the road and, and finished it up but uh, man, even when I got here, you know, just the apartment search
0: process it was it was rough yeah that uh, I mean that's always gonna be. I mean, it's always going to be what it is, whether you're moving across state, or across country, or down the street. Moving is just <clears throat> a process in itself. But, say so, yeah, so. I mean, that, that's interesting. I didn't know that you were already, you know, prior to, you know, to me and Ty, and our millionaires are familiar with Ty as well. He was on a couple of episodes back in season one, and um, yeah. So you were already kind of looking at Atlanta to move down here for real estate. Now, as far as the real estate goes, did you like? do like researching and then identify that Atlanta was going to be like the best place for you to transition out of any other place as far as getting into real estate? You know, I, I knew that I wanted <clears throat> to move South. I knew, I knew I, I wanted to
1: be in Atlanta um, or somewhere in Florida. Um, okay. You know, I was aware a little bit of, of the, the real estate market here and I knew that, you know, it was some good opportunity. Um, but you know, at the same time in this field, you, you really don't know until you get there and actually get boots on the ground. Right. And and you know, so I, I did do a little you know, just being a guy that I am, I did do a little bit of homework and you know, I saw that this is, you know, a place where there was opportunity. But um, you know, to answer
3: your question, I think that I
1: wanna say I, I got most out of it once I got here, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, I did I did um you know, did I did I did look at the opportunity before, but you know, at the same time, I, I wasn't fully aware of you know where this market was, and and I think at the same time, you know, we were in this this time period where you know COVID was just changing everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just just from being in that field, uh, once I did you know transition to Atlanta, you know, you don't really know what to look forward to during you know th- this time of the pandemic. So I. I kind of understood that, you know. No matter where I go, man, you know it's going to be opportunity, and, and it's going to be what I make of it.
0: Yeah, all right, man. Say that again for the people in the back, man. So, I mean, a couple of things that you said said <laughs> was like, you know, <laughs> just the, um, like, I mean, really, part of what you said really brought me back to that um, that expression that so many of us are familiar with: "Actions speak louder than words." And it sounds like you know, you did, you could do all the research that you want to do, but you really have no idea how immense the opportunity can be anywhere until you just like you said just get down there and just go do it because then that's where you're going to figure out where all the opportunities are you could do all the research and you'll get an idea but you won't truly know until you get your boots you know strap up your boots and start start that journey and start that walk but um you know transitioning what were some Because obviously you made the transition, obviously you made the leap. What were some of the fears that you were, you know, first having when you were starting to make that transition? From the decide like when you said, Okay, this is getting real. The 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 apartment is found, you know, we pretty much about to start the drive. We already know we already have our schedule for when we're leaving. What were some of the fears that you were facing when you're getting ready to start that transition? So I've already
1: been through a big transition. I moved from well, it wasn't a big transition, but I moved from, you know, a city where I had all of my family in Chicago to Indianapolis and I was pretty much alone. You know, I had like one friend there, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, even though I was like a three hour, three and a half hour trip away from home, you know, still a transition. Mm-hmm. And I was already <clears throat> familiar with what the feelings that would come with that, um, which is, you know, we all experience You know, these feelings, these thoughts that come across your mind, you know, what am I doing the right thing? You know, is this going to be uh, something that is going to move me in the right direction in my career? Um, You know, how I'm going to do these things, how I'm going to afford this, you know, those thoughts came. But I'm going to be honest with you, man, just just being strong in faith. um, And now that I look back, you know, I had these thoughts about.
3: If I'm not supposed to do this, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I'm just like a firm believer in, you know,
1: my steps are ordered, and you know I can take a leap on these things, and you know I can decide that I want to do some things, and there's never going to be a wrong decision. And the reason I say that is because, you know, anything that I choose to do is going to be worked out for the good of me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, nice. go ahead. So you know I I just. Uh I had a lot of these these thoughts and these these feelings, you know, these emotions that come with, you know, moving halfway across the country. But um, you know, at the end of the day I, I fell back to the foundation and I understood that, you know, this is if this is for me, then I'll be able to do it.
0: Mm hmm. No, nah, I'm that's the second time you said that, too. You said um, the first time you kind of worded it a little differently. You said if it's not for me, then I wouldn't be able to do it. El- elaborate on that a little bit more as to like what that means as far as like you wouldn't be able to do it. Are you saying that you'll get like a lot of pushback, uh, a lot of, you know, just messed up situations like stopping you in your tracks? Tell us a little bit more about what you mean by that. Uh, n- not more so pushback, man, because you you get that in every you.
1: you- you know just as well as I do, man anything mm-hmm. that's good is gonna it's gonna fight you back mm-hmm. and um you know that's what happened just throughout the transition but the the biggest thing is understanding that if you are able to overcome those things and you know three four months down the line, you look back and you you're actually stable you know it's a it's a difference between you know having adversity adversity throughout the process than actually being told no, you know what I'm saying mm. Mm-hmm hmm mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like throughout that time I, I was never told no and what i mean by that i was never uh put in a situation where i had to pack up and go home
0: gotcha gotcha and that was man because man me and you said very very similar as far as like how we make these decisions and you know, the principles that we back behind making these huge leaps of faith. Cause I was the same way, man. I I think that's what, what you just said is kind of what pushes us even harder because like you make this transition, you you tell all your family like, hey, I'm no longer about to be next door or a 10 minute drive, but I'm moving across the country. And now it's a flight for you to have, you know, be able to see me. Um, right. You know, that pressure of not packing back up and coming back home pre- prematurely Is probably what keeps us, you know, focused as far as the things that we have to do and have to get done to make sure that, you know, we can consistently live the life that we're trying to live while down in this space. So, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, some of the fears that you may have. What were some of the priorities that you put in place to make sure you were as much prepared as possible? Because there's no such thing as perfection. You can never be fully prepared for what's in store, especially moving into a new city new state but what were some of the priorities that you set for yourself to make sure that you were as prepared as you could be
1: uh just just researched apartment complexes before i got you know before i started making a move um but you know it's, it's only so much you can do if you're not like i said if you're not boots on the ground if you're not actually there you know you can only see apartments from you know on, on a computer screen mm-hmm. which is kind of you know that's kind of tricky because uh, you always want to take a look at where you you know where you're moving to mm-hmm. um, So, that not just that, man. You know, financially, you got to make sure that you leave yourself a little cushion. Because I'm telling you now, you know, it's different from actually budgeting a move Mm -hmm. and and then getting there and executing it. Because I tell you what, that budget, you're not gonna be able to stick to that budget. (laughs) You
0: don't think? You don't think that's the whole point of a budget
1: is to stick to the budget, man? I I tell you what, man, I, I I did my best to stick to that budget, but you you just can't control everything, man. Like you it's may like pick an apartment comp. Yeah. You may pick a apartment complex that has a, um, you know, when they have to verify your information and, 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 you know, they're pretty much doing a background check on you before they can approve you. They may take anywhere from 10 to 15 days. and You may have expected five, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I actually ran into an issue with, with that, with, uh, my current apartment complex, man, where they, um, they had like a extended background period, man. It was, I was expecting it to be two to three days. Typically, you know, some of these apartment complexes are one day and it, I think it took them, I want to say a a little bit over a week, you know, a week and a half. And I was already here, you know? Um, so you gotta be prepared for that. You know, whenever you're transitioning, you gotta have somewhere to stay uh, while that is happening with those apartment complexes. Um, not just that, man. You got to make sure your vehicle is reliable. You know, if you if you're driving all the way across the country, uh, you got to make sure everything is up to date with your maintenance. You know, you don't want to, you know, have a plan, you know, set forth a, a timeline for yourself, and then you have a breakdown.
0: You know, man, I I, I dig that on so many levels, and, and said you might you said something without even knowing what you said. Maybe possibly it could have been a pun. But you said, you know, you gotta make sure your vehicle is reliable. And I get that you wanna make sure your vehicle is reliable physically. Then this is for people who are driving. Of course, you got people who may fly, but you also want to make sure your vehicle vehicle is reliable metaphorically, right? Like when you're making this transition, what is the vehicle that's gonna best get you to the destination or the the goal, the end goal of you moving to this new place, right? Is it mm. is it the job? Is it entrepreneurship? Is it some type of internship? What is that vehicle? And is that vehicle reliable? Because taking it back to what you just said about driving or the plane, right? If you realize that you got to go to a new country, then a car is not your best vehicle. Your best vehicle going to be that plane. So it's the same thing with the opportunities that you find and you create and that you enter, that's going to make sure that you can like we said earlier, not pack up prematurely and go back home and tell your family, "Hey, it didn't work out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, man. So, to, I mean, now that now now that you're down here, what would what would you have done differently in hindsight, knowing what you know now, as far as preparation and and making sure that the transition would be smooth? Oh, uh, the the biggest
1: thing was probably the apartment complex, man. Um. I, I probably would have came out here, I want to say, a, a month ahead of, ahead of time mm. um, on a flight. You know, it, it didn't really cost too much to take, a you know, a, a round trip here. I got family here. I would have just came here and stayed with them and, and you know, scoped out some apartments. That would have been the most um, efficient way of doing it. Because that way you can get an understanding of how long it's going to take. I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm over-analytical, man. I, I try to have all my ducks in a row. Um, I want to know everything. And whenever I don't know everything, I get anxious. <laughs> so mm. I uh, that's something I, I had to work on. So I, I think the best thing I could have done for myself in hindsight was was probably fly
3: out here you know, <laughs> to vet out some apartments. Mm.
0: That's, a, that's a good point. That's a good point and man said i know like now what you're experiencing in, in, in real estate and knowing what you used to do on a day-to-day with like finding comps and you know figuring out the best price to get a property or, you know, just figuring things out all together in the neighborhood. I bet you, uh, I bet you wishing that you would have used Zillow a little bit more too, man. When, when searching these apartments, just maybe looking at the the neighborhoods and really, you know, really figuring out like how to negotiate the rent down. Uh, Tell me about that. Like the experience that you have now with real estate, is there any, was there any room that you think that that could have even helped you a little bit as well?
3: Um, you know, to, to be honest, man, and, and at the
1: job that I was previously at, I honestly think it was something that, you know, you, you had to experience to excel at it. You know, y- there's a little bit of preparation you can do, um, but, but, you know, just as well as I do, man, analyzing deals in neighborhoods is not the hard part. You know, it's actually getting on a getting on the phones or, or, uh, meeting the people and negotiating these deals. That is the, you know, where you make your money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I do think man getting familiar with the area, um, uh, maybe, you know, just talking to some, cause I actually had a family member, man, that was in real estate down here. Um, I could have used him as a resource. You know, your, your, your network is <laughs> your, your biggest asset. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't reach out to that guy. Mm. Um, I had a little bit of a previous experience dealing with Zillow, though, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think uh, beforehand I was told that, you know, Zillow is is very limited. Um, You know, I I probably got a little bit of uh, bad advice from from someone about that. So I kind of, I want to say I over, uh, I kind of took Zillow for granted, if, if that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Like you overused it or you underused it? Underused it. I ah,
1: got you but when I actually got in the field and you know I was able to understand it, you know the more information you got uh the better you off you are you know you always cross reference things I, I kind of gained a little bit more value uh for Zillow
0: mm, that makes a lot of sense now and I'm sure you I'm sure this might've came across your mind at least once or twice say cause we are human as well. Um, how, how did you, in what ways did you overcome any self doubt that you may have had, if any at all? Oh man. I, I, you know, I wanted to touch on that a little
1: earlier. It was, mm-hmm. um, it was a little too soon cause I figured we were going to get there, but, um, yeah, man, you know, I, I had, I had a lot of doubtful thoughts, man. And, um, the reason being is, is, let me tell you a story. I, I actually caught COVID when I got here, mm. and I was out of work for probably about a month. Uh, I want to, yeah, I want to say I was out of work for a month, man. It was the the symptoms that I had were really bad. They were, mm. um, you know, which which you which you heard about COVID. The worst symptoms. I think I had them. You had them all. You had all the worst. Man, I had them all. All the worst ones, man. The energy. Um, I don't think my energy came back. Probably. Um a hundred percent into two months or a month and a half after covid mm. so yeah it was it was really bad man and, and during that time period i um man I was experiencing a lot of self doubt a lot of anxiety man and um it was it was rough it it was tough man, but um one of the things that really helped me out and just understanding that um You got to be, you got to have mindfulness. You got to be aware of what's going on. And I'm a firm believer in, you know, before you get your breakthrough, you're going to get tested. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, whenever you're seeking something, I I don't know if it's the universe. I don't know if it's God. I don't know what it is, but it's going to try you up. It's going to test you to see if you really want it. And um you just gotta stay, you just gotta stay thorough, man. You gotta stay solid through through the trials and you know, you just you just can't give in. And that's what I did. I you know, I did a lot of meditation throughout that time. I did a lot of praying, you know, I, I read a lot, you know, I, I tried to keep my mind solid and you know, positive. And that and that helped me out through that time. And and I tell you what, you know, when you do get over the hump and you get through those 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 trials, mm-hmm. that doubt leaves. And, and what I mean by that is, is, you know, I'm not saying that it's it's not going to come back, but you start to understand the process of life and you start to understand the process of, you know, you gaining success It is you know, you know, you're going to start off, you're going to hit these trials and then you're going to overcome them. And then you're going to be better off, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's going to always go flow like that. It's like a, it's like a timeline, you know, it's going to always flow like that. So. Um, you know, I just understood it for what it was, you know, it sucks. It, I mean, it did, it sucks. Why, why are you going through your, your trials? But, um, you know, on the other side, everything, everything is, 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 you know,
0: as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And you're right though. Once you overcome those, those trials and those obstacles and, and, and things like that, it, it can remove that self-doubt, but only if you, only if you really see it for, the small seeing the small wins for what they are and that's wins i feel like a lot of times you know we see these small wins but a lot of us don't take a moment to celebrate the small wins now you ain't got to celebrate a small win with a big big reward but you can still celebrate the small wins with a small reward like giving yourself time to be proud of yourself oftentimes i think we just like finally i got over it and then we just get right back to the to the scope of things and that can that 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 would be it it will make it harder to, I guess, get rid of that self-doubt if you go from one one situation to the next. Even though you overcame the first one, jumping right into the next one can kind of, uh, I guess, hinder you. How, how do you feel about that? You know, I, <clears throat> I I agree with that, man, 100%. I
1: think that um you got to have the right lens. And what I mean by that is you got to really be intentional with what, what you're seeing in life and uh, how you process it. Um, so what, what I try to do, man, is, is be present as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And when you're present, you can see this, you can see these small little gems in life and, um, you can process them different and you can use them. You you can really use it as ammunition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, that, that man, you know, everyday life, you can literally take things and manipulate them to give yourself power. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, it it was a book brother that, um, you know, I actually got from, you know, one of the the guys I work for, and he's like a mentor to me. His name is Ty. Um, and it's called hard times create strong men. Mm -hmm. And one thing that happened to me in my life that, um, you know, growing up, I was always felt like a victim is I lost my mother when I was 12. Mm -hmm. And, Man, like, it still bothers me to this day. But one thing that I, I did understand is that that's my power. You know, a lot of people don't experience the, that that type of adversity at that young age. Mm. And it it really, it really, um, man, it, it really helped me. It, it had me grow up a lot faster, a lot of kids. And not only that, you know, after reading that book, you come to understand that these things that you go through, man, you can weaponize them. And that that is exactly what I did after you know this time period where I was in COVID, you know, after moving the transition, I was stressing me out, man. I just looked at it as, man, this this is how it's supposed to be, you know. And
3: this is, you know, you make it through this, everything else is gonna be
1: easy, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it just it's crazy, man, how you know, the difference between you and the next man could be how you view a situation
0: Mm -hmm. and who uses it to their advantage. Mm -hmm. And that can be tricky, man, because it's like a lot of people just have that woe is me mentality. And you saying like, you saying something as simple as it's supposed to be this way, said that that can be a very hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. I I mean, what's the secret? Like, is there a secret? Like, how do you just tell yourself this is supposed to happen, and just let let everything kind of fall in place. Just fall back, and you know, put it on cruise control. How how do you how do you how do you build up the strength to even say that to yourself when dealing with adversity? It's no secret, man. It's it's
1: faith. That's all it is. Is understanding, man. And I, you know, I don't really want to get in get into it to into the depth, but just understand it, man. The promises, man. Promises and faith in that book um you know just just understanding that this is a cycle man and it's it's really a game within the game you know the, these things that you go through they come and they go and they come back around they come back around and then they go you know so it's kind of like and, and i got this from from another mentor man ryan and um you know, he always talked about, you know, this stuff is like like a video game. It's like you 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 at this level and you're trying to beat this level. And, you know, it's tough. But once you beat this level, you graduate to another level, you know. And once you start looking at things like that, your perspective on uh, things that suck, it changes. You know, you kind of, you. I'm not going to say you invited because nobody wants to go through a, a trial, you know. But when it comes, you are mindful enough to understand that, you know, this is going to pass. Mm-hmm. I just, I just got to control what I can control and, you know, just, just grind and it's going to pass.
0: And when it does, you know, I'm going to come out of it stronger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what I love so much about about startup companies, said, and you and I have pretty much the same experience at a startup company. So, uh, you, you and I can relate on this one, just all together, just the experience of being at a startup, it gives you a whole nother outlook on life. And that mm. is that, These things, things should and can be broken because they can be fixed. And the faster we break things, the faster we learn how to fix things. And I feel like in other environments where you got to go to these companies that already have their processes and all this stuff figured out, it's like. Things are already figured out for you. So when you go into this job on a day to day basis, now you start to think that life is already figured out for you and that things have to go a certain way and things have to be so meticulous that if you stray from this plan that you have for yourself in life, then it's not going to be okay. Where I learned just being at a startup, like, hey, things change all the time, just be, you have to be a little bit reactive, but you also have to be uh, proactive at the same time. And, and, you know, tell me about your experience with working at a startup company. Was it something similar? Did you get a little bit more out of it, a little bit less out of it? Share it with us. Uh,
1: it, was, it was something similar, man, because you understand that, um, man, like, to be honest with you, 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 you understand that. You know things like like you said they they aren't set in stone. Mm-hmm. You know you're kind of going to be figuring things out as you go, and you just got to control what you can control. And also, it gave me opportunity to because I, I, I don't know if if you I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure you noticed. You know, whenever you go to a corporate company, like you said, a lot of things are already set in, set in place. Um, You know, there's no thought about, you know, is this company going to fold tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You know, there's really no thought about that. You get you. there's a a easy um, it's very easy to get complacent. It's very easy to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. But when you go to a startup company, there's going to be so many things that are going to keep you on your toes that you never really get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it forces you to pay attention to everything and the detail. And that's what I did, man. I really paid attention to every little detail um, of that business. I watched, you know, the owners. I I watched, you know, how they move. Not just that, I watched the process. And, you know, whenever you're paying attention to the process of the business, you, you can't help but to understand how to run a business when you leave. You know, I feel like, like I said, when you do go to a corporate company, it's very easy to. Um, not see everything, not see the big picture, mm-hmm. because you have this one job, and you know the other department is all the way on the other side of the building, you know, or in another building. So you don't really get to see the day to day operations or the chain of command, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But at, at a startup, you get to see everything. You know, you get to see how the business runs from from A to Z. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, and at a startup, it, it's solely it's up to you. Like you really have the power to leave a totally different version of yourself than when you came in where back to what you said about you know a lot of these older companies these fortune 500 uh fortune 500 companies and uh it's very it's easy to leave the same way that you came in because like a lot of people not really staying at these companies long you know they just there to kind of make a quick buck things figured out for them as we figured out and so it's easy to leave the way that you came in but at a startup it's like it's on you if you left the way. If like if you leave the way that you came in, that's on you. But right. I know so many people like you and like so many others that I've met, uh just in not just the startup company that we're most familiar with, but others as well who have left totally different uh than how they came in. Shoot, Ryan and Ty, you know, they started at another startup company before they started, you know, drive assets. So it's like, man, like they they obviously left way different than they came in. For them to be where they are now. Right. So that's just something to consider. And I'm glad we kind of had a chance to chop it, chop it up with our listeners, because I just feel like a lot of people could could learn a lot about that. And a lot of, you know, it just opens their mind up. we're not telling you what to think. But we are kind of giving y'all gems on how to think because just how to think really is the difference between complacency and um uh, forward and forward progress and progression. Uh, so said, you know as we um we get in you know to the middle of this episode, we're starting to wrap things up shortly. Uh, I do want to of course say thank you again for joining us, but you know before I, we, we, we we cut to our little break, uh one more question for you how would you know this one could be tricky to answer. How would you know if you made the right decision? how do you know you made the right
3: decision coming down to Atlanta? You know, I, I feel like that's, that's another question that, um, you know, uh, we talk about
1: lenses, Mm -hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta have the right lens. And, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a question that I wouldn't even ask myself at this point, because to be honest with you, like, like I said, you know, if, if i'm able to do this and you know I, i'm surviving you know i'm able to to continue to elevate myself elevate my game then i know i'm in the right place i can just feel it you know um so that that would just be answer the question man is, is that like with, with with myself i i just had that lens that i'm you know i'm in, i'm where i'm supposed to be cuz i'm here
2: mm-hmm. and not only
1: that you know everything is going good. I'm elevating. I'm learning, you know, I'm I'm evolving as a man, Mm -hmm. you know, these things is, it's kind of like, you know, you put a diamond under pressure and everything is just, you know, it's it's evolving, you know, it's becoming that diamond. Mm -hmm. That's, that's just how I feel. So it's, you know, I feel like the pressure is getting applied in the right way and I'm taking it and handling it the right way. And, you know, everything is going in the right direction. So that's, that's, You know, I I just had that lens that I know I'm where I'm supposed to be.
0: Yeah, I I love that answer. And I I would like to even elaborate on that a little bit more myself, because it sounds like it's not really a matter of right decision and wrong decision It's more so a, a matter of timing, right? You have you have great timing and then you have bad timing the timing this is the time that i'm supposed to be here and then once you get the sign that you get another opportunity to to go somewhere else then you that's the that's when you get the sign like okay now it's time for me to transition somewhere else so it's not really right or wrong it's more so timing is divine so only time could tell you know what i'm saying right okay okay i dig it all right so uh said man i mean to be prepared to make a huge leap of faith, what mindset should someone adopt? Just to mentally prepare themselves for a big transition, like moving across country.
1: I I really wanna um, I really wanna say the the biggest thing you can do is 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 take ownership. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I know you know so much about James Allen. I know you know so much about them books man but uh them them really helped me man is to understand that i'm i'm the creator you know i'm the creator of my life you know no matter the the faith that i have you know um i can step out and do anything i want to do right now do i want to put in the work that it takes to do <laughs> you know that that's a conversation i got to have with myself but um the, i feel like the biggest thing you have to do is take ownership of your life 'Cause I feel like a lot of us on on autopilot sometimes
0: and I mean, we autopilot. Can, I think we even I think sometimes we just we we we, we choose to disregard the ownership and we would much rather it's easy to blame any outside source for why we are currently where we are. Yeah. Yeah that, that that I agree with that. I feel like it's it's so
1: much easier easier to point the finger and um or say, you know, I I don't have enough rather than you know you take ownership and you say look i'm gonna find it you know i'm gonna I'm make it enough mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we used to have this uh this little joke growing up me and my sister because um my uncle uh he used to send us to the store and i mean it was always like it was always funny then because he would send us to the store with like a certain amount and like have a list of stuff like for us to get and would like would tell us like make it enough like Basically, be resourceful and make it enough. And it was never on no type of time. Like, if you didn't get everything on the list, like, you're in trouble. He was, like, literally just testing us and see, like, how we thought, like, how we was going to make that money enough. And, I mean, it was more so just about looking and seeing what was the more important items, choosing what you was going to leave behind, choosing what you was going to pick up, and being able to communicate that back. And like, hey, look, you only gave me this. I figured this was more important, so we got this instead of that. And that was the that was the test. And and we passed. And so it was like what you said was you got to go make it enough. You got to go find it. Not everything is going to be available or not everything. You can't get everything at the same time, but you still got to be able to keep your mind open to knowing when is the best time to get certain things uh, for your journey.
1: Man, I'm not going to lie. That's awesome that that he did that, because. Imagine if you do that to a kid.
3: For years. Now you grew into a
1: man or a person that you're not afraid to make decisions. You, you're not afraid to take ownership and, and call the shots, you know, and that, yeah, I think that's a, a very good thing that he did for
0: y'all mm-hmm 100 mm-hmm. so uh said we get into one of my one of my favorite parts of the show this this segment is called rapid fire and is uh powered by pie deck so i have five random questions for you uh and you know this is just lighten the mood you know get you to open up sh- shaking out to shake out the shoulders and things like that um and just answer as 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 quickly and as honestly as possible it's not intended for you to overthink it at all but just uh the first thing that comes to mind share that so that first question is going to be if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you travel um
3: europe europe something like a
0: backpack type of thing or is there any place specific
1: uh more yeah like a backpack type. i'm, I'm definitely that type of guy man i'll pack a bag and just end up wherever i
0: fall man that's a who that says something about your says something about the the type of person that you are said to be able to do something like that man that's that's brave and, and we're talking about courageous leaps of faith that's a courageous leap of faith right there <laughs> so thanks for confirming that you were the person for this episode <laughs> <laughs> all right man so all right cool so if you had to eat one food every day
3: what food would it be curry
0: goat curry goat you like the curry that much man i love it man i eat it every day of the week curry i I used to like curry curry is like a it's like a acquired taste now for me and and my wife alana she just don't like curry at all so you got that you're gonna be eating that curry goat by yourself brother (laughs) would you rather be lost at sea or lost in space
3: lost at sea
0: Lost at sea? Yeah. All right. Who are right, let me ask why, cause I I am curious about that one. Why why would you rather be lost in sea this space?
1: I got some control at sea. I could I can swim, you know, I can build a rat, I can do some something, you know, I can try to find things. I feel like it's space.
0: I ain't got much control. <laughs> oh, it's so much we don't know about either, but we definitely don't know as much about space as we know about that ocean. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so all right now if uh if you were if you had a movie about your life, who would play you in the movie Denzel Denzel <laughs> I see that i see that, even though you're a little bit, you little yeah you know you're a little bit lighter than Denzel, but I could definitely see it personality wise and like just the like the lines and the delivery of how. How the how the lines gotta be, I could see this So, I mean, with that being said, what kind of genre movie would this be?
3: Definitely would have to be uh suspense.
0: Suspense? Yeah, I was thinking more so yeah. like a, a a motivational thriller, if that's even a genre. That that should that should start being like a new genre, like a motivational thriller.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright last question here would you rather take 100k cash right now or an 850 credit score
3: i'm taking cash
0: <laughs> all right all right i think i'm gonna take the cash too i ain't gonna hold you though 100k yeah. i mean credit is important but cash is king credit credit is the queen You, you right. need the queen to build up the king but if the, if the if you already got if you got the cash though, hey, I work on I work on building up my queen to build up my king later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So man, we starting to wrap this up. Said that was I appreciate you joining us um and you know, answering those questions honestly. We have a few uh, just a couple more questions for you, man. And um this is, you know, more so uh, some deeper questions uh, i asked this question pretty much every episode for season three um uh, that we had interviews for and i want you to just to define self-love what does self-love mean to you brother
3: um i
1: would just say man understanding value man understanding understanding value of yourself and also um you know, just just literally being able to, to live every day, you know, at peace with yourself. You know, there, there, there's a lot of people out here that, that aren't at peace with themselves. You know, they, they don't understand their value. So I, I always say that those two things are the most important when you're talking about
0: self-love. Hmm. I think that's important, too. And even the way you express that, just being at every every day, being at peace with yourself, I think having a mentality like that also answers our, our, our earlier question was, you know, some mindset you should adopt to be able to take a leap of faith. If you waking up every day at peace with yourself, man, you can make any decision and be OK with it pretty much. I love that. Now, let's say you are uh, walking down the street and you happen to run into 18 year old self. What would be some advice that you would give 18 year old said?
3: man, the the biggest thing is um, be present, man. Just be present. Like, you know, the the years in in college went by so quick.
1: Um, Also, you know, once you do choose whatever your major is or whatever the situation is, you know, you, it's easy to overlook everything, man. And there's a lot of there was a lot of gems in, in college that I could have took away that I wasn't I wasn't present. Mm. And uh one of those things was real estate. Mm. Um I, I definitely could have took that away and um uh, got yeah, started a lot sooner. So man, yeah, just be present man in, in your life because I feel like that would bring a lot of a lot of more of um knowledge and also um peace to yourself.
0: 100% man 100% and I'm glad that you know it's never it's never too late you can get it's never too late for 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 knowledge is what my dad always says I mean my dad tells me new things that he learning uh, today and I mean just to have that mentality you know you might have missed out of that 18 but clearly you have that knowledge that you was missing now so Timing is divine. It was all in due timing. All right. So, man, tell yeah. us a little bit uh, a little bit about what you have going on. I want to give this opportunity for you to share any special projects that you have, uh, anything that you're super excited about. Share it, share it with us and, and how we can find you and connect with you in the future.
1: Oh, uh, man, the, the most exciting thing I got going on right now, man, is uh, in, in mortgage lending, man. I, I trans, transferred over to that business. Um, I'm trying to build that from the ground up. You know, building my clientele here in Georgia, uh, learning the game. You know, this is something I'm I'm excited about because this is probably my my first job, man, where I really uh, feel like I have a purpose, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that I'm able to help. You know, my family. I'm able to help people out there. You know, actually gain property. You know, get get their homes, man. And um, you know, that's life changing. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know that that's just. You know, we've been talking about it this entire time. You know, having that lens. Um, And loving what you do, man, loving yourself. And I I think that this is something that, you know, I'll definitely have a good purpose in doing um, because, you know, it is it's very influential. Mm -hmm.
0: Man, I I love it. And you went from say you went from um, helping sellers get cash for old homes to now putting people into new homes. How do you feel like that transition or how do you feel like your your previous position kind of molded you and helped you? easily transition into this new, uh, new journey, man,
1: the, the old position was, was, um, what I like to call it, get, get it out the mud. You know, <laughs> you, you talk, you you're talking to people, um, from all backgrounds, all, all experiences, man. And, you know, it, it's not, it's not easy, man. You, you you get a lot of people that don't want to talk to you, mm-hmm. you know, you run into a lot of adversity. Um, and if you're able to come, overcome those things, it's going to be a lot easier to talk to people that actually need you. You know, people that, that, um, you know, want to go ahead and, you know, close on this house in a certain time period, you know, they, they want to be able to get a loan for this property. You know, these people, a lot of these people are coming to you, um, not just individuals, but, uh, builders too. You know, Mm -hmm. these people are, are very professional, you know, they're trying to, you know, accomplish something in their life. So, you know, it is a little bit different than you actually going to hunt the business to, you know, the business possibly coming to you, you know, it's, a, it's a lot of, um, <laughs> I said I want to say it's a lot less anxiety involved.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot less anxiety for sure. Uh, a lot less anxiety. All right, man. Well, t- tell us where we can find you. Uh, how can we get more information about, you know, things that you have going on and, and stay updated?
1: Oh, man, I'm going to be putting a lot of uh, more information on my Instagram. I know people are using that to, you know, stay up to date. And my Instagram is doxy7, that's D-O-X-Y-7. So I'm going to be putting a lot of information on there, uh, useful information here, probably within the next few months, man, about real estate, about lending uh, side of, it. I know a lot of people may have a lot of questions about that. And, you know, they can DM me anytime if they have any questions, but um, yeah, that, that's probably going to be the biggest platform we're going to be using right now.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate you for sharing, said Uh, and again, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate you just taking your Saturday morning to join me and to join the millionaires out there who will be listening to this one and really just dropping some, some, some really powerful gems as far as mindset and just mental fortitude. Uh, so again, uh, I have so much thanks for you. And as always, to my millionaires out there, I'm super thankful to have you a part of the show week in and week out. And I want to thank you all in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become as you apply the principles that you heard today from said. Now, if you are an aspiring real estate investor, but you have limited to no time to you know look at comps you know figure out which is going to be the best investment for you, I want to tell you about my friends over at LA TrueStay because they will qualify rental investments for you. Go over the numbers with you. And fill the vacancy in less than 30 days at market rent, or sometimes even higher. And here's the security blanket for all my investors out there who, especially, are dealing with a lot of vacancies, a lot of evictions. Now that you know that that memorandum is is um uh, is up, if you have a vacant property, they will even pay while the property is vacant because they are a uh, leasing management company and this is to no extra cost to you so if you want to figure out more information text REI to 561-923-0798 to learn more about LA Tuesday and how they can help you out all right now with that said just remember to keep focus build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly my name is Kai speaks and you just heard it here from Cedric Doxy on courageous leaps of faith